Newsbreak podcast. Jamal entered the, the Saudi consulate in Istanbul 13 days ago. Um, he didn't leave the consulate. His wife waited for 11 hours, his fiance rather, waited for 11 hours after uh, outside and he didn't uh, exit. He went in in order to get documents to show that he had been divorced so that he could marry um, his fiance. Subsequently, information suggests that he was apprehended while he was in the consulate, murdered, and then his body was chopped up and disposed of somehow um, and somewhere that, that we're not sure of. The morning that he went, so he, he went to the consulate a week before and uh, to apply for these documents, and he was told to come a week later, which is when he went. And the morning that he went there the second time, a group of 15 Saudis came in on, on two jets. They were there for about a day. After he disappeared, they, they left. And among them were forensics experts, um, intelligence people, um, the crown prince's uh, personal bodyguard, etc. So um, it seems that uh, Jamal, who was seen by the, uh, by the Saudi regime as a critic of the regime, which, which he was. I mean, he wasn't really a dissident, but he was critical of the regime, um, that they decided that he needed to be gotten rid of, and they decided to do it at the consulate in Istanbul. But now you have allies calling on Riyadh to provide these urgent answers over his disappearance. Does this call into question bin Salman's ability to take criticism? Because... Khashoggi was a very harsh critic of the Saudi government. Well, he has no legacy yet, and uh, <laughs> except for war in uh, in Yemen, blockade of a neighboring country, uh, which is Qatar, the arrests of uh, various members of, of uh, his own royal family, and thus far that's his legacy. Technically, he's not ruling because he's not the king, but in reality, he is ruling. But the point is that uh, since he became crown prince and was allowed by his father, the king, to effectively rule Saudi Arabia. But he's also the guy who locked up women activists who were calling for them to be allowed to drive. So the, the point is that he was allowed by particularly the United States to do whatever he wanted to do without any repercussions, without any question even. And so I, I think that he actually did believe that killing Jamal as, he, as, as was done um, wouldn't really be a big deal, that he would get away with it. Now, Turkey says the investigation is continuing intensively. Do you think that uh, this will further create deepening tensions between Turkey and Saudi Arabia? I think it's quite possible. The Turks have uh, at least the intelligence service. The president is not being very explicit yet. The intelligence services have uh, made the claim about uh, Jamal being murdered and, and dismembered, etc. They've said that they have videos of, of, of his murder. They have an audio of his of what transpired because he was recording it on his Apple Watch and, and it was being uploaded to, to his iCloud. And the Saudis are flatly denying that any such thing has happened. The Saudis have uh, said at dif- on different occasions that it was the Qataris who murdered him, it was the Iranians who murdered him, etc. But the Turks are convinced that they have a case. Now they're forming a joint investigating team, or they've been talking about it, and the Saudis are there with a mandate to argue that he wasn't murdered. Um, And so we don't know where he is. Um, So I'm I'm not sure that that investigating team will be able to uh, come to conclusions that they will all agree with. And um, certainly I think that moving forward, the relationship between Turkey and Saudi Arabia will worsen, and, uh, and you'll see a hardening of the alliances. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.